a lot of times on this podcast, I come in hot and get to scream that we are back for yet another episode of the podcast, most likely to the podcast this, the podcast that. But we are back sooner than I thought to have our thoughts put together on this Celtics Heat series. We will, of course, talk about the other conference championship series. That seems very far away, but we are coming in hot to cover what is looking like potentially a historic series. And I cannot wait to get everyone's opinion on this. Let's jump right into it. We love to cover a theme and find a theme every postseason. It was the Bucks. It was doubting the Warriors. And year three of the Hoop Fiends, it seems, the really drunk and confused Boston Celtics, Riley, got reaction after game five. John, don't say this. This is exactly what Jimmy Butler wants. <laughs> <laughs> He's praying that, the, that I uh, I am rooting against him. Oh, oh I mean. No, not a, it's cr- but, no, but the curse is broken. This, this, I, this has to be good. The, the, I, the night of recording curse is broken. Well, I told Steve, I was so, before we started, I was so confused as to when the last time he recorded was, and he reminded me that the three of us have not been on since the start of the series. And I'm just like, how am I going to explain my the roller coaster of emotions that that have, have transpired over yeah. the course of this? Because, um, yeah, man, it was, <laughs> a, it was rough stuff earlier this week. I can't. I really can't lie. Sun Sunday night and the Monday morning was a uh, it was pretty freaking horrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I can't even I, I can't even believe that. Well, how good they looked in Game Five, and this is just yeah. crazy, man. Well, and like things are just lining up. I feel like uh, you know, local astrologist and you know, believer of all things luck based, perhaps, and just a fan of these things. Steve, you're gonna have to give us a little breakdown of the signs that are pointing this direction. I know you've been tweeting about it, but yeah, just to kind of ride that roller coaster with you, obviously not as emotionally devastated, but you know, as a fan of the league, just keeping up with everything, I feel like Jalen Brown trade rumors have never been higher and the series isn't even over yet. In that 3-0 hole, you can see so many think pieces start to come out about what this era of the Celtics means. And all of a sudden it's three to two. If you take away how they've gotten a three to two, it's a lot more daunting, but seriously zoom out. And three two series, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ever since we're saying this, ever since I saw Arod and Jeter on my TV screen in Game Four, I have been seeing the signs, and it's awesome. It's always it just felt ominous ever since. And you just think about it, and me and John kind of joke with Riley uh, heading into Game Four about how easy it would be to just mm-hmm. come back. But, like, it's kind of true in a sense. They just really needed to win game four. They took care of business. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, game six, I mean, uh, game five and game seven should be easy wins. Game six is the last hard game for Boston. Uh, it's one hard game. Um, they win the series if they win the next game. Yeah, you'd think so. So just uh, <laughs> Riley shaking his head. No, no, they but, won't. <laughs> but... It's crazy. I I feel like I always say this, and it's like I just don't get how this has never happened before a 3-0 comeback. And I was having a conversation uh, with somebody about this. Uh, but if there was ever a time for it to happen, it now makes the most sense. I mean, right? When are you gonna find a situation where one of the best teams in basketball is as the one behind 3-0 with home court advantage? And just to a far, uh, far less superior team. 
Heat. Say what you want about the Heat, but the Heat are just way worse than Boston. So I feel like most times when a team is down 3-0, it's because they're the worst team. Boston, everyone agrees, is better. So it the signs are just – it's getting sketchy. I'm getting wor- – wor- I'm not worried because I'm kind of rooting for it, but I'm getting just like it's just all ominous and creepy and spooky. I don't like it. I, I, I'm going to knock out a piece of wood right now at my apartment because we're not going to be <laughs> able to talk until probably this series is over. But I, I do want to bring up that piece of the narrative where it is just like if it's going to happen, it, it would be like in this series. But like what's very interesting is that no one is ever going to be like, oh, wow, that was incredibly impressive. Like no, no one's going to be like, wow, those, those scrappy Celtics really clawed out in a seven-game series against the eight-seed Miami Heat. No one's ever going to give them credit like that. Like, again, if this was all entirely based on, like, team merit and strength, like, the series should probably be over or, like, close to over, and the Celtics would be, like, wrapping this whole thing up. The fact that they have to treat every single moment like it's, like, the do-or-die is brutal. But I love it. (laughs) And, um... Yeah. Let's stay on that for a second. So we're talking a lot. We're dealing completely today. This is this is the Hoop Fiends hypothetical pod. We are only dealing with hypotheticals. So I've been reverse jinxing, being like, yeah, this is historic. I can't wait to see this, you know, this Nuggets Celtics matchup. I'm, I'm already there. Very easy for me to do as someone who doesn't own Celtics gear. Riley, if this, how much of a difference does it make? If they say say hypothetically they lose the next game, because that could happen, that that is still in the cards. They could lose the next game. It's <laughs> it, it's definitely definitely going to happen. It's entirely possible, but no patterns say that they've been actually winning games, so they might keep doing that. But I'm saying like, does it make it better if they didn't get swept, but they showed some effort? They didn't just lay out and get killed. If it if it ends at six, do you feel better or no? It does not change it from being swept. Oh, I mean, it still fucking sucks. Like, they, they should. <laughs> it's the Miami Heat we're talking about here. Like, I hate the them. villains. Yeah, it's like, I hate them. It's... Like, it sucks, but it's not a flat out. Like, Monday, like, the three coming down 3 0, it was like, all right, second row Joe, gone. Jalen Brown traded, blow the entire thing up. Like, just build around Tatum and, like, whatever else like you can get from changing everything up. Now it is like, okay, like, it's hard to win. <laughs> There's no failure in sports. Maybe maybe we can keep going here. Giannis maybe would disagree. Yeah, exactly. We could just yeah. keep uh, – My guy. Now you, now you just have reason to bring back Joe and give him another shot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep I'm, watching the town. I don't know, dude. Ever since game uh, – end of game three, second row Joe is so good at timeouts. He's so good at it. He the second like it's happened all the time in these games. He's calling timeouts when they're up by like fourteen because like the second Miami goes in like a mini run, he's like, oh nope, timeout. He's yeah, now become like too conservative <laughs> with the timeouts. It took him, what if it becomes like, like a year and a half? It, it took him literally <laughs> until the last possible moment for him to figure out how do the timeouts work. He waited until the last game he could possibly ever play. He's like, I got it. <laughs> Riley again a bit. So you could call this the hypothetical hoop feeds. Let's call this the hyperbole hoop feeds. In the 2028 Oscar-nominated Joe Missoula biopic, who plays him in the movie? Because legitimately, 
they they win the finals. Let's just say, like this is a crazy story. He was second row Joe. They got rid of Will Harvey. His boss was sleeping with some assistant whose wife is Neil Long can just play herself in the movie. She's already an actress. But who plays Joe Missoula? Oh God, that is a that is a great question. The problem is I don't think there's anybody who like has like his sense of just like complete deer in headlights at yeah. all moments. You need like, like a, you need like a black Larry David or like just some incredibly anxious on edge little guy. Cause he literally looks at all times like he's like yeah. all right, like how can I get out of here without like completely messing this entire thing up? He's like, yeah. what am I supposed to be doing here? Michael B. Jordan couldn't do it. He's too cool. No, you'd have to have, have someone who has literally zero swag or charisma. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, we'll do an open casting call. But yeah, all right, maybe that is too early to talk about. But it really is an insane story. It's so fun to watch. And I, but I can't imagine how you're just going through it because you're right. Like, you shouldn't even be at this point. It's hard to enjoy the Cinderella story of a potential comeback when it's like, how do we dig ourselves in a 3 0 hole? with Jimmy Butler and G League players. But when Gabe Vincent's hurt and Butler's not on fire the way he is, it's really interesting. What is a – what's from both of you guys, what's been putting the heat in this hole now? What's what's putting the heat in a potential historical situation to blow this thing? For me, it's just the Celtics, like, just make shots because <laughs> they're just way better. It's a make-or-miss league. Yeah. It's yeah, a make-or-miss league. Way, a way better team. And when they make baskets, like a competent <laughs> – organization they they should win games like it's not that hard um but that's literally all it is i mean they're making their threes and they're actually like showing signs of life on defense uh which they didn't do pretty much the first three games at all um it's amazing how much a little bit of effort can go a long way when you have more talent and more skill and better players than the other team yeah i think Echoing Steve's point, I actually don't know a singular coaching adjustment that has been made. There hasn't been. Really... There has been. <laughs> I think the only thing that happened was the first two games they started the old big lineup that they rolled out in Game Six of Philly. So it was like Smart Brown, Tatum, Rob, and Al. And then they're like, "All right, we'll just keep it going." They lost the two games. Like, "All right, we're going back to the Derek White starting lineup." And that was like that was an immediate mistake. Um. But it's been the same exact style of play. It's just that, yeah, now they're hitting three pointers, and they weren't for two for three straight games. It's it's pretty uh it's pretty insane how uh, how quickly everything has has really flipped. Um, I think what has also been crazy about the Heat is, um, I feel like we're kind of weirdly due for like a Jimmy Butler takeover, like I'm that dude game. He's kind of been pretty quiet. Yeah. Like game three, four, and five, he's been pretty quiet, honestly. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I, I'm like, it's just disturbingly due. I feel like it may happen. Yeah, I'm already it's getting terrible. like, I'm already getting like a little overly nervous of how like, I feel like after this game now, Celtics go down three two or come back and make it three two, and now the narrative of like, oh well, they came back from down three two against Philly already, like. It's so doable. I feel like it's going to get to a point where everyone is now just like, oh, the Celtics are going to do this. And then it, it's it's, it's gonna... already happened. Exactly. It's, all, it's, yeah, it's, it's already it's happened. It's even been an hour. And it's already it, I, That's all we've been talking about. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's actually a movie. It's very funny because it's 
it's like I'm texting you guys and like my friends who are Celtics fans and I'm like I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing like everyone who isn't like diehard following the Celtic community everyone's like oh my god like this team is gonna do it like they're gonna come back and down 3-0 and win and then all the Celtic fans are like they're a hundred percent gonna blow the next game, and, or like, it's, or even worse, they win that game and then just completely tank the entire thing in Game Seven. And I'm like, I can't even believe there could be a seven. That's nuts. What yeah. do you even do on Monday night? Like, what's your? So, as I wanted to ask as a fan, do you are you locked in just at your apartment for Game Seven, or are you going out? Again, looking there's at, no game seven. Yeah, it's looking right happen. ahead past game six here. It's not happening. I'm telling what are you. What you doing for game six? Game six, I will be watching at home Saturday night. I will be watching it at home. Um, <laughs> and I will not be outside. That, 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 <laughs> I would a, do the same thing because this just feels this feels unhinged. And like, I, I feel like we haven't, this is a, you know, a larger conversation we can have at some point in the podcast, but like, fuck it. These, these playoffs have been sick. I think it's been really great, and we—I think the three of us are always like, "Ooh, don't get any, you know, hockey in my basketball." That's weird because it is weird in hockey. Like, this, let's not really talk about Steve's favorite sport because I'm sure he has a, a whole podcast coming out just about the NHL soon. Hockey but fiends. the hockey fiends, the, the puck fiends, puck pals—we will have puck pals soon. But what what puck pals and puck heads and all those puckers are all about is. Like, oh, it's unpredictable. Anyone can make the championship. We're like, no. Like, why did the Golden Knights make like a final in their first year? That's a broken sport right there. Hey. But just, I know that that's our team or my, my former team, but it's uh it's just interesting that that can happen. And I understand that's why that sport has so many fans, but I'm always like I don't know, that's kind of happening this year. And I and I love it. So you're saying you're but, like it's talking. It's also like not. It's, it's okay. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Denver was like the best team in the league going into the like the playoffs, and now they're just like continually yeah. just rolling. Well, I and mean, that's like, the thing too. Like I, you know, like Zach Lowe, who I have a bone to pick, get him on the pod. That guy's, but um, he was like, and I'd want to remind you that the Nuggets were the one seed going in. So what have we been saying? And yeah, there's a lot of people who are like super plugged into the league and you don't even have to be that plugged in. It's like, yeah, they have like a two, a back-to-back MVP with finally a healthy team. Why is this surprising to anyone? I guess it's just me that I don't believe in nice things happening to me and the teams I root for. As I sit here wearing my Denver Nuggets socks. Oh, this is with my face. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I, it's, it's very shocking to me. That it's just all working, and th- I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, are we getting Lakers Celtics again?" And like, I think some people who are more dismissive of the NBA would have been like, "Oh, that's it, same teams every year, LeBron's in it." But there's this really weird, big giant man from Serbia who's going to face off of against one of these teams. Yeah, I mean, what is horrifying to me about this series and. I think actually it's been very special is it really has brought back like how much I really detest the Miami heat. Like I really, <laughs> I, I, I really do think I hate them more than Philly. I really do. I really, oh, yeah. really do. And like, I hate James Harden. I do not like Joel Embiid, but if the Celtics had lost to them, I would have been like, okay, like that is a real basketball team. I was, I despise Gabe Vincent so much. 
like <laughs> legitimately one of my least favorite people. Like it's like him, Ron DeSantis, and like I don't even know who else at this point. Like I, I when when Gabe Vincent was ruled out tonight, I was like, all right, we're winning. Like we got this game. Like he's been the their best player. He's just going crazy. He's hitting threes from all over the place. Yeah, twenty nine in game three. That was absurd. And he's horrible. He's bad. He's so bad. How, how how many times are you guys gonna say these guys are bad? Gabe Vincent's good. He's great. He He's wasn't in the regular season. This team was a playing team. Like I think I think the shock that everyone has from this Heat team is validated. It was like pack it up. Larry should retire. The Butler contract is just terrible. People were like, it that's how I felt. I mean, I I, I love what I roll into many people are saying territory in this podcast, but it's true. Everyone just kind of wrote, wrote them off and they've been just upsets after upsets, except maybe the Knicks. People are like, oh, same old Knicks. Yeah, it's just the culture. Yeah. Great culture, great, great atmosphere. Hey, wait, all right, let's stay on you for a minute, Steve. I thought you were off of culture a bit. I, I actually think you denounced culture publicly. I thought you did that. Impossible. I picked the Heat to win this series. Uh, I'm not rooting for it necessarily, but I, yeah, you I respect I, basketball too much. I I do. <laughs> I, how much uh, Celtics Nuggets finals would just be so much more fun. I, I, I love Jimmy and I would love him to get a ring, but it just I just want to watch Nuggets Celtics. I just think it would be so much more fun. That would be an auto sweep. I think this. I think the Nuggets Heat would just be an absolute auto sweep. Yeah, that's sick. The Celtics I, like I, might win a game or two. All of these. Well, that's what's so frustrating about the Miami Heat. Going back to your thing is, I actually think I now finally believe in the Heat culture <laughs> because, like, all of these guys, every single one of these guys is going to get paid on some other team and going to yeah. be absolutely horrible. Like, hor- I saw a tweet on Sunday night that was, I, I kid you not, I will find this thing and I'll send it around to you guys. You you can put it for the icon for for this entire podcast. It was a Gabe Vincent Photoshop in a Knicks uniform. Oh, God. And it was Knicks oh, fans, how we feeling about Gabe Vincent? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, if that ever happens, like everyone is going to lose their minds. Like <laughs> I, it's so frustrating to me. And and that's why I really think game six is that they're going to lose because they're already saying Gabe Vincent is going to be able to come back for game six. The, the the Vincent Reaper, yeah, him and uh him and DeSantis, the, the Florida's proudest boys right now. And Brooks, Not, I, they, they had Brooks there too. Yeah, just he's just the kid from South Beach, that <laughs> absolute crackhead. We're a oh. pro block podcast. No, it's I really I don't even really know what that means. <laughs> he's getting into golf. I can't wait for uh, fairway Rollins already taken, but we'll put we'll find some kind of. Golf, golf guys, fairway well, fiends, fairway fiends. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think the worst part is we were talking about the Nuggies for a bit, and we'll do a big, we'll we'll break down the eleven man piece Nugget and just dip them all in and get into that. But I think whoever plays this Nuggets team is just going to be exhausted. I think that team's a wagon. I think they're just draining each other, and they've gone at it. You know, this is what the third out of the four last. The last three out of four years have been a Celtics Heat Eastern Conference Final, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, and like, especially if it's like the Celtics, the Celtics had a six game series the first round against the 
miserable Atlanta Hawks seven game series against the cowardly 76ers. And now they're going against the horrible, detestable Miami Heat. Yeah, I, I really, I really do hate them. I, I was really considering it. I think I said this to John that if some like horrible thing happened in the universe where it was Heat Lakers, I think there may have been a re- case for me to root for the Lakers. I really cannot stand this Miami Heat team <laughs> at all. I here's how I felt the whole time, but I'm starting to have to like come down from this because it's like I got to get serious. Like, I can't keep playing around and like <laughs> telling people these things because it's starting to get bad out there. Uh, I was always on the belief of like hate the Heat. You know, one of my least favorite players is Bam Adebayo. That guy is so such a pain in the ass, and he's knocking all my boys' balls around on the court. And just these G leaguers. I'm not a Spo guy. I hate the South the South Beach Lakers as they're called. But man, is Jimmy Butler good for my life? I love that guy, <laughs> and I think he's great for the league because what do we always say when we yell at people for not really being big NBA guys is it's got the most personality and character. We were all together last night and we had two, two different emotes from this man that we were mimicking. He, he's, he's literally out there. Like when he's hitting the timeouts, it's, it's great. And we were loving that. And um, I think that's good for culture, but I gotta, I gotta stop saying these things because it's like, he's really doing like bad stuff out there. And I would, I would hate to see him get in the final. So I'm going to really – the Celtics need me to stop saying things like that. One one of the things that I've been thinking about um, whenever, like, they're in either in Miami, that's when it's the most prominent, especially in game, uh, game four when the Celtics run avoidance of the sweep. But they're showing, uh, like, Spolstra and uh, Pat Riley and Pat Riley watching, and they're talking about, like, oh, Pat Riley, like, one of the best coaches ever ever came to Miami, like taught Spolster everything he knows, gave him the job, stuck by him when LeBron wanted him fired, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you look at the inverse and it's like, it's basically like the, like the, the uh, right aid version of that on the Celtics where they have like Brad <laughs> Stevens, who was like pretty good. And he was just like, I guess I'm done here. And he's like, I got my, I got my friend, second row Joe to come up. He got the job. <laughs> Like, all my all the players hate him, probably, but they say they love him. Um, he watches the town all the time. And I'm just like, this is like, a, it, that's why this is a literal nightmare, is they have, like, two of the smartest basketball minds over there. And then, like, Brad Stevens, who I think is pretty good, and then Joe, Joey Maz, and who seems like a nice guy. But you currently have something to heat down. That's momentum. Yeah, we do. That is we big. Do. Um, oh, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon is out for the probably the rest of the series though, which is not great. But he's in, dealing with an injury. But Derek White has been automatic now. He's been great. What do you have? Twenty three tonight. Yeah, he's been. He just hits. He can't miss. I like. I like undrafted. Undrafted D. The nickname I've given him. <laughs> he was a first round pick. Was he really? Yeah. It's, it's not a hoof feeds pod without. Some blacker. <laughs> I something incredibly wrong. He was a first round pick by the Spurs. It's almost as bad as if you assume that your favorite team's head coach has been fired. Could you <laughs> imagine that happened live? Who would do in that of, in front of your friends? In front of your, you know, many many listeners. It was just horrible this week, though. I think we can, you know, slowly transition. It's it's tough to talk about anything else, but there was like the tweets coming out from Kevin O'Connor being like. This team is tired of faking it. 
they don't even really like each other all that much anymore. How much uh, attention do you guys pay to that? Do you think this team is truly, like, jaded? I mean, I've been saying all year it's kind of messy and there's weird shit going on there that no one wants to talk about and will probably come out after the year. Um, I still stand and stick by that, but I don't know if Riley feels differently. Uh, I definitely felt that way uh, until 25 <laughs> minutes ago. Um, they blew them out. Yeah, it, I really did think that if they got swept, even if they lost in five, that it would be like, all right, Jan Brown is probably out on the trade market. They prob- they're like, we, we can't pay these guys. I think now, even even no matter what happens, I think Jalen Brown will get the Supermax they're looking for, and I think they'll just roll with two $300 million guys and just make the rest around those two. Um, the answer by Red Sox. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Like, I like that. Um, I do too. A lot of a lot of Celtics fans have completely flipped on Jalen Brown um, for his, a couple of his horrible games. It's actually been pretty disturbing. But um, yeah, so I, I think it was I thought it was funny because you guys were going back and forth, like trying to like get me going. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see Jalen Brown on the on the Knicks, but he was, he had like two of his worst games ever as a Celtic, like back to back. I'm like, you guys sure? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sure low, about that? By low, take Randall. I, no, I, 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 I think that would be the death of me. I think that would literally <laughs> be the death of me. Giving up Jalen Brown for Julius Randall. Randall, I, Barrett, and quick, we'll give you quickly. You like quickly. I, I, I could not go on. Oh, wait. What if, what if we just did, I think we're overconfident. What if we just did like a pick? And quickly for Brown and Pritchard. That's fair. No, it's not. Great it's up. Not no, fair. I'm kidding. I know that. <laughs> oh, well, all right. I, I'm. I think just like to close the loop on this. Yeah. I I think solidly. I think this team is going to lose <laughs> on Saturday. I think they're going to lose. It's one of us, man. It's so funny. We. I don't know. When did we start recording this? Maybe like a, a 20, 25 minutes ago. I don't think we've had like any analytics or like, no. yeah, like there's there's reason for this. This is why this happened. We're just like, yeah, there's there's bad omens. There's yeah, like, like, what is there to say? It's just like a bunch of guys are shooting three pointers, and like a, one game, a bunch of them go in, and the other one, nothing goes in. No one is changing a single thing. The only and like the only thing is like Tyler Hero. He may come back, but he's yeah. actually not. So like nothing is gonna change. At all, the entire thing is a vibe so series. Funny. Yeah, it's literally, it's just a team with culture versus a team that misses a lot sometimes. <laughs> That's what it I is. Wanna, I do want to send one last thing before we move on from this topic. I got an all time text from my dad this morning. So when the, when the Celtics were in a 3 0 hole, he's the only one that believed in them. He's like, wow, but they look good out there. And then when they won the <laughs> other night, he sends me. I have Poppy Joe from the deli. Oh my god, so good. Hey John, dot dot dot. Nice win for the Celtics last night. They're on a roll now. It's three to one. One win constitutes on a roll. So your dad believes go Doug believes more than Riley. People out yeah. there believe. But um I wanna start with this because we're gonna get into this and you know, we like to lay out loose agendas before we do this pod. Want to talk about Celtics heat, obviously. Can't talk, talk about Lakers and Nuggets. I feel like I don't, I've said enough about this topic. Do you guys want to tell me anything about Jamal Murray? Because I'm all ears. 
you know, I'm. Do we want to say that he's a better than a top six player? You know, is he is he as good as Devin Booker? If he played with Kevin Durant, they might. Could they be in the finals? I don't know. Let's, let's should we talk about that? See, man, like I want to talk about these these kind of things with you about like oh let's let's analyze Jamal Murray, but then when you're like he's immediately better than Devin Booker, I'm like I I just I just can't talk about stuff like that. Did, did I lose you at the front door? Yeah, though? like. Like, I'd be on board with, with everything, but I can't. I cannot get out abide by this. But Jalen, I mean, Jamal uh, Murray's playing great. Yeah, you definitely were right oh. about him and believing in him because you, when you were spewing about how great he was, that was the funniest thing ever. I was like, John, please be careful. He's shooting two for fourteen tonight. Like, no, 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 I I walked myself off the cliff with that one. I yeah. was like, yeah, I don't want to speak too high. That might have been off. Like, right. I'm not. We gifted that one to our listeners. I was like. But listen, at best, he's a little bit better than uh, Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero. And I said that like when they were going through their their first series this year, I I I doubted him. I was like, I don't know if he's gonna like really live up to what he used to be. He might just be this guy now. Fuck me, he's yeah, great. he's incredible. <laughs> like it's, he looks and, like Bubble Murray. Bubble Murray and, just seems like it's know, a real what, real thing. What I'm gonna put my foot down on is he has been this way for years, like. <laughs> he has been better in the playoffs before the bubble. I want to take you guys back to Sunset Avenue, Poughkeepsie, New York. There was an incredible playoff series that went to seven games against the Portland Trailblazers that Jamal Murray was just going toe-to-toe with Damian Lillard. And, like, he got a huge fat contract pretty early on in his career with the Nuggets. And the Nuggets love to do that. They love to take chances on their guys. Like, even with Michael Porter Jr., that one is, like, that was huge, and, like, he was really injured and just could not stay on the court for years. But now he's looking like such a perfect piece for them. So his contracts are paying off, and I think Murray is just, like, the perfect piece for Jokic. He's, like, the most tenured player with Jokic now. So he's been he's been a dude for them in the playoffs before Jokic was. There was a small period of time where there was, like, a little, like, whose team is this? It's clearly not no one else's besides Nikola. But if, if they win the title, I really – want him to get the credit that he deserves because when he was out, they were getting bounced early in the playoffs. Yeah, well, what's been impressive about him too is like, obviously Jokic is dominant maybe like 80 or 85% of the time, but the points of that Lakers series where he was a little bit off or a little bit slow, it seemed like Murray was able to be like, all right, I need to step up, and he would step up whenever the team needed him whether it was that first half in game three when he dropped 30 or down the stretch in a couple of those games when Jokic seemed to be just out of gas, Murray stepped up, which I think was the coolest part about his game. He knows exactly what his team needs from him, and he's willing to accept a role of, okay, Jokic is on tonight. Let me just be a spot-up shooter and help out where I can, or I need to drop 30 tonight. Let me do this. And he's averaging almost near like 25 to 30 points per game in the playoffs. He's been awesome. He he was thirty two, a game against the Lakers. Crazy. Um, it, he was nuts. I, yeah, you know it's kind of interesting because I I think that is a direct uh, contingent point based on what we were talking about. What we were previewing is how well Davis defended Jokic. He actually was like they he like it was him and Rui. They were basically doing like this weird like double team on Jokic, and obviously he's like the best. Um, playmaker in the NBA maybe like a century so he was like you could just figure it out with Jamal Murray and Jamal Murray could pick up the slack but 
Um, it, yeah, it was, it was actually like, in terms of a series, it was like the best sweep ever. Every game was good. Yeah, it was. Super competitive as much as I didn't give them credit. And we were uh, all wrong. Me and Riley picked Denver in five and were wrong. We, we gave yeah. the Lakers too much credit. And John, I think you had them in six. But like, I know. it was surprising. <laughs> the Lakers were in in every game, could have won probably three. Right. Games, but Denver just closed without much experience where the Lake, you thought the Lakers would have the experience late in games. It was Jokic who just always found and made the right play and Murray taking over late um, that was able to come through. Is and, it like – no, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say it was funny because I feel like the day after Steve put up that pod with Corey, basically calling like LeBron washed, he had like the best game he's like had in like that's, that's two my relationship three years. With LeBron. That's how yeah. <laughs> that's he, he, had, he had like 33 and a half. But then he yeah. was washed in the second half. He was too old and he was slow. Then, then he was washed again. Yeah. It was a really interesting series. And I, yeah, it was a really great. It was yeah. a really excellent uh, series to watch for a sweep. It, it's interesting to see what I doubted them, and they beat the crap out of them. So I would hate to be a Celtics fan right now and hear how much I believe in them. Yeah, some, the, uh, another thing I brought up with Corey uh, that I wanted to bring up with you guys too, because I think we were all kind of on the same page with this, but I, I brought it up originally. Well, first, actually first, victory lap to all three of us about Bruce Brown. We don't really need to talk about him. God, he's awesome. We said greatest free agent signing of the offseason was Bruce Brown of the Nuggets. He's going to be so important to them. God, he's amazing and so important to what they do. But non-victory lap was me saying, and pretty, I think having support from you guys uh, before the playoffs, like a guy who could be a problem, step back, whatever that uh, topic was, was Michael Porter Jr. I said, like, if they do not make it far in the playoffs, it could be because this guy is bad and he's a streaky shooter or whatever. Not only has he been fucking awesome shooting the ball this postseason, he's been, like, really good on defense. He yeah. had a career-high six assists in that closeout game when he's always, like, considered a black hole on offense, blah, 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 whatever. Like, he was just awesome, and he's a third star for them that I didn't believe they had. I thought he was just a shot chucker. I thought he was a guy that you didn't want to have out on the court sometimes because he would just uh, take the ball away from Jokic, whatever. I have been so impressed by him. Yeah, he was like I, I was have never really been a fan of him as like a player. I think because of those like inconsistencies. But um, it, it's funny because yeah, you're right. This is like the first time in a very long time where it felt like the three of them together like made sense. Like it all like <laughs> makes sense as like a, as like a unit and as a big three. Um, he's like finally stepping up to that level. He's still clear below those guys. Um but he's definitely a, a much more reliable asset than, like, Aaron Gordon now. Yeah. And, and they've got him locked Gordon up. found his footing in game four, too. It was, the Lakers were making great adjustments. I thought Darvin Ham, as obviously getting swept, whatever, but I thought he was very good all postseason. We've talked about how impressed we were as a rookie coach. Yeah. And that adjustment, I said it in our pregame or our preview of the series, they're going to need to put Anthony Davis on Gordon and sag off and help on Jokic, and he did that almost immediately, and it worked. It was it made Aaron Gordon unplayable. It took a load off of Jokic when he had Rui on him and AD helping, like you mentioned earlier, Riley. But even by game four, Aaron Gordon, it didn't take a toll on him. It wasn't in his head. He started knocking down threes in game four. At that point, it's like, these Nuggets have 
so many players who could just take over a game. KCP just casually drops 15 a quarter sometimes. He's so insane. Good. Yeah, like it's crazy it's what he can do. He was huge in winning the Lakers, their bubble ship. Huge. Yeah. Well, it's it's their big three of Jokic, Murray, and MPJ. And then, yeah, we talked about, like, their, their three, like, successful role players of KCP, Aaron Gordon, and Bruce Brown. And then Jeff Green. Yeah. He's, like, he, he's yeah. out there. He's just still moving around. I love it. I love seeing him out there and, like, actually contributing. The team, the team is just perfect, man. DeAndre Jordan, I, I'm not kidding. I think I forgot he was on that team until she was, like, cheering them on this season. But Or, sorry, this playoffs. I had no idea he was back up until the playoffs. But, like, they're they're a really fun team to watch. And I, I think it's really cool they're getting the national exposure. Should we do a little bit on – is there any more to say about Nikola? Like, is, he, is this cementing him to get into – like, we were so nervous. I feel like our biggest storyline going into the playoffs when we were previewing and doing our picks is, like, we talked about who has the most pressure going into the playoffs. It really was Jokic because if he got bounced early, like so many people would come down on him and you're like already being, having people be like, Oh, like the whole MVP debate was Jokic and Embiid and looking at Embiid. So it is incredible to watch him in his prime. I think Jokic is what? 28. Is he 28? Around there. Yeah. yeah he's he's right around there. Like, I think he's got so many years of quality basketball left and it is incredible to like, see a guy in our, like, lifetime, like, come into the league. is like, oh, wow, this guy's, like, kind of fun. Like, he's a lot better than he should be. And now he's, like, has potential. Like, if he just gets a title, like, I think it's – I think one of the best of all time is very much fair to say. Yeah, I – Yeah. Get title. To your point, it's, like, I think fairly we question that. We're like, he does have a lot of pressure. Um, his team is finally healthy. And those have been the excuses in the past. And I think – Everything has just positively gone his way with how he handled the whole MVP race this year. Obviously, like talking about how much he doesn't care and people were using that against him, whatever. But he's gone on the court in the postseason and proved it. All he cares about right now is winning and he's carrying his team to the finals. They're so locked in. Malone has them so locked in. They're just another four wins, another four wins. All they want and all they care about is a title. And Shit on the like, I stand by it. I definitely still think Joel Embiid deserved MVP this year, whether or not uh, some people are flipped or not. It's a regular season award, and I think Joel Embiid deserved it. But that doesn't mean, and we had these discussions a little bit earlier in the postseason, that doesn't mean Joel Embiid's a better player. And I think it's officially no. over the debate on who the best player in the world is right now. It's definitely Jokic. Yes. Whether yeah, he wins or loses in the finals, too. Yeah, and I and I hate to like be the guy who go back goes backwards, but I feel like in like three to five years, people are gonna be like, especially if the Nuggets go on to win a title, which it kind of feels like they are, it's gonna feel very weird to be like, and this was the year that like Embiid won. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly, it's actually, it's almost like a direct copy of like two years ago when like Jokic fought, like won. And then that was the year that Giannis won. It was yes. almost, it's like a direct copy. That's true. That's it's like, oh, it's like, oh, like Jokic is yeah. the best player in the league. And it's like, no, actually, Giannis is like, he just proved it with the title. Yeah. And now it's like, it's like in the same thing. So I guess in, I'm put the house on whatever team has Embiid to win, win the title in yeah. like two years. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be really fun to see. I, I love it for a lot of reasons if Jokic won the title because I think then, I think him and Giannis are then on like a Cold War space race 
see who gets the next chip because then I think they're right on the same level. Really, I do because that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun pod. We're going to have to do that if if the Nuggets end up winning the title. Yeah, because it's going to be like debate. I, I own merch for both teams. Like they've, they've they've occupied a lot of space in my mind. Those two big men because we love big men on this podcast. He's he's won me he's won me over in so many ways. I think I was really. I feel like I don't know a ton about him and his personality. I think he's just really funny. I love all the pictures that come out from him. I love that in the offseason he, like, rides horse carriages. And he's an incredibly unique player. But I feel like I'm finally starting to get a bit of his personality. I was really impressed and blown away by how after they, you know, they completed the sweep, he kind of collapsed after McMurray and Gordon, like, had that great defensive block. Like, Jokic got really emotional. He was just, like, almost on his knees at the half court. And then, like, I've – right after that like he was just like hugging contavious caldwell pope like he has a really cool like relationship with kcp he's close with his guys and his guys love him so it's so cool to see a superstar that is just really close with his team this team knows that the identity is around him and he seems really appreciative of them so i think it'd be a great thing for basketball for them to keep rolling on super stoked for it. i think it's a positive thing overall yeah i'm all in on it just his him and for his legacy getting a ring would just be so awesome and I love your call outs about like just how fun and great of a personality he is he's just so enjoyable it's a lot like Giannis man they both have similar personalities and I think through my ups and downs with Giannis in the past few years him going on that title run and just seeing his personality on display and even like when he finally won and like he's facetiming Thanasis and like all these different yeah. things he was doing with his brother that was cool. like it was just super cool and like I love seeing guys like that succeed um and not guys like LeBron, so that's that's where I'll leave it. We're gonna have to get like the Jokic brothers in somewhere, like those <laughs> Jokic, those because those guys as like adorable as the Giannis Thanasis thing is. Those Jokic brothers are <laughs> horrifying men. Like some of the scariest guys ever. Like and it's funny. Like it's there's terrifying. Always, there's always those videos that go viral of like the Jokic brothers. They're sitting behind the bench and like screaming at the refs, and it's like, you know, you oh yeah, I was there. gonna bring it up. Uh, They're like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna make a really stupid reference. <laughs> they're like two go, like Tuco's cousins in Breaking Bad. They don't say anything, but they're just horrifying. Yeah, I was gonna, twins. I was gonna bring it up if um if the Celtics lost tonight and we were recording. Uh, but that, to me, would be, I think, an interesting storyline if there's a Heat Nuggets finals, because that's where the beef originally started. So the Jokic Jokic brothers came up? Yeah, and, and obviously, yes. Keith, who's not on the Heat, but, like, there's definitely some beef with the Jokic brothers in Miami. So <laughs> that, that, that would be like, the, we don't know how to pitch this series, so let's bring them out. Like, the Jokic brothers. <laughs> it, 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 it's like when it was, like, the Kelsey Bowl. It's like, yeah, well, now, exactly. now, now we get the Jokic brothers returning to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. I, should we talk at all about like we always do like the eulogy of the team? Should we do the yes. whole Lakers thing? Yeah, there's a couple players on that team that are important. Yeah, and one of them one of them, oh my god, he's such a loser, bro. He he gets swept and he has to come out and say, "Oh, I might retire." <laughs> what a fucking loser. He needs yeah. to always have the limelight on himself or find a way to take the spotlight and bring it away from the fact that he got swept. Unbelievable. If anyone believes for a second that that guy's retiring, come on. That's ridiculous. I hated even, that so much. Even when Horse was like, that guy's blowing the smoke out of his ass. It's crazy, dude. I mean, I give him credit for not for coming up with a different excuse than to be like, 
Yeah, I was playing with a torn labrum. My foot this whole time was really hard. Uh, but I give him credit for at least coming up with something new. I'll take it. But Scott, man, he sucks. I wish he was like. I wish he was like. I wish you all knew how much I hate Anthony Davis. He's like. It's like a. Yeah. He's like John. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine he just comes out. He's just like. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, he like sits up in his chair at the podium. He's like, at one point in time. We used to talk about this guy as if he was Giannis. Look at what happened. I thought I was getting a freak. He's just a loser. He, oh, see, I don't know why he sounds like that. But um, no, I have a lot to say about Anthony, if, if you can believe it. I, it, I walked away with a new with a new light on the man after this series. Really? Not that new, but I think I was, <laughs> I was like, like I like woke up. Yeah, you know, there's like a. It was it was Tuesday because yeah because they lost on Monday. And I was just, you know, all, uh, it was watching. four in the morning. <laughs> As I was, I popped out of bed, cold sweat, thinking about AD. I, I was Tuesday morning, and I was like, all right, let's let's see what the talking heads have to say about uh, on ESPN about Anthony Davis. And Zach Lowe was having an absolute meltdown on the Get Up, which is just a crazy show because there's people on that show who are all from like you know different backgrounds. Are all not all unified in the same sport, but he was like trying to defend Anthony Davis, and I kind of get it because he was like, "What more do you want from him?" Like he, you know, had that forty-point game in Game One, and then I think he like kind of averaged around like low twenties after that. But he like defended what is the current greatest player on Earth pretty well, and they they looked alright. But then like you had a. You had a what's his face, uh, swag goo, Marcus Spears being like, but he was he literally stole my whole flow, my whole flow, bar for bar. He took away everything that makes up the podcast. I am. He was just screaming, but he should be better. But he should be better. And I agree. I think they've come to a crossroads with this iterations of the Lakers. They've literally seen what an apex looks like with a duo of a healthy LeBron, a healthy Davis. They've won a championship together before, but then they had a pretty great supporting cast around them. Darvin Ham, I think, should be there next year for sure. I'm pretty blown away that, you know, two playing teams are in the conference championships. They looked a lot better than we thought they did. So I'm like, you know what? I'm at peace. I'm not a fan of him, but I'm not as much of a hater as I used to be because I think as much as I've been, like, wanting more out of Davis because they gave up the farm to get him, I think this is just who he is, and that's that. Yeah, I think you were I mean, right in the very beginning, John. I think, like, the past, like, couple – year or two even, it was like, I don't think Anthony Davis is as good as people think he is. Right, it's with and the injuries. Now, and now I think people understand who he is, and I think he is as good as we think he is now. He's an incredible defensive player, one of the best in the yeah. league, and a very high upside guy on offense, but not somebody who can carry you offensively. People hoped he was that. He looked like that in the bubble, but that was his peak. That's not who he is anymore, and I think at this point, you've been proven right, and now you, now it's just this is who he is, and he's still really good, but not like yeah. awesome. And that's a great player. Yeah, he's like still one I of the like, one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I it's weird to discuss like this entire Lakers season, right? Because it's like, yeah. It, it's actually incredible that they were able to have like this quick of a turnaround just by removing Russell Westbrook. Like, insane yeah. how they how it was able to work off just to that. 
Um, but like, I, I'm very curious to see like what they end up doing moving forward. Like, I I mean, you assume they got to keep Austin Reeves and Rui and Schroeder. But, I mean, D'Lo's got to go. That guy is gone. Gone. Yeah, it's um, detrimental. There's all those stories about Kyrie. I hope it happens. I really <laughs> do. I need that to happen. But um, I, I don't really understand where where they're actually going to go. If This was probably it. I mean, I don't see them like competing for like a chance to have a Western Conference playoff berth next year. I, I think I think this is their, their ceiling with this crew. But they just keep run, running that back and maybe they get lucky. I don't know. Yeah, I think Kyrie is the type of move they might just have to make. Um, they obviously, like you said, bring back Reeves, bring back Rui, bring back all these role guys. But with their team currently constructed as is, I think they have two options. It's bring in a guy like Kyrie and try and find a true number two or even possible number one option or trade AD. Uh, Bill Simmons has been bringing up the AD for Embiid thing. I don't know if that's realistic. It's, it's but, such a horrible idea. Yeah. But like no one is gonna do want to do that. Not like team. that might be the only other option is to move on from AD because if you ask me, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I just do not think LeBron at this point in his career is capable of being a number one or even probably a number two guy who could just carry you to a, a finals, especially after being exposed against the Nuggets like this. I don't. And it's not even a. It's not even a knock on him. I actually thought he was incredible in Game Four, obviously, and he was really good all playoffs. But I just don't think his body is capable of physically carrying a team. I saw I I still harken back to this all postseason and why I've been like so against them. He and the entire Lakers team was gassed in that playing game against the Timberwolves and they should not have won that game. I'm still uh pissed that is crazy. <laughs> and who knows and things would have been so different because they would have played the Lakers round one and probably got swept then. So and then it would be a whole different story and who would have known what would have happened. I don't think LeBron could do it, and AD I don't think can do it. So they need someone, and Kyrie might be that guy. If LeBron can keep him under control, that might be the only thing that could work. Otherwise, I think they need to move on from AD because I just don't think this core is going to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's insane they got this far. Many people would say that. They probably had like the easiest run in the playoffs, and uh, they made it this far and got swept by a team that was much better than them. But then again, you could also say that every single game was close, and they could have won any one of those games. Right. Um, so it, it's it's really tough to say. I I I think they like weirdly found like this groove where if all you're doing is finding a way to upgrade that D'Lo, those D'Lo minutes to Kyrie Irving minutes, that's huge. I don't really know how that all works. The freaking, the Trey Young one is hysterical to me. Like, <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Apparently, the, yeah, the Lakers have circled Trey Young as a player of interest. I don't even know how that would work. I, I was in a bar um, like right around March Madness, and there was two people who were, you know, we're, we're in New York City, and they were just like screaming about how, like, even though the Hawks have had a bad year, like he's so underrated. Like that guy, what he does with the ball, he can do it all. He can get to the rack, he can shoot. And I almost had to say something. Like, he he is such a high usage rating player that he is the opposite of a team player. Like 
what people used to complain so heavily about with James Harden, like congrats that that player is now Trey Young. It is disgusting. Keep him in Atlanta. It would be funny though if the Lakers traded like in a sign in trade like Schroeder and Austin Reeves for like Trey Young and like a pick because it it would be like why wow, you guys like really didn't learn anything. Like you guys just like no. did the whole Westbrook thing and right. sort of run it back with just remove yeah, all the cool Austin Reeves that you guys like might be a more valuable player. Like am I crazy? <laughs> for the Lakers, hundred percent. Yeah. Like the Lakers and the Knicks aren't that different. And it's really hard when you're like one of the most popular franchises ever. Like they both sucked for so much of the twenty tens. Because like when you're a huge team like that, you feel like you're constantly in win now mode. So I feel like they're always gonna be especially the Lakers, because they're, you know, and they're a little bit better than the Knicks historically. I think they have a couple more finals. They feel like very much inclined to always be in win now mode and do big things to just to sell tickets. They have this, you know, the crypto arena and like they have to put like it's exciting to them when they literally pulled Jack Nicholson from the grave to put him at games and Tim Kardashian's there with you know and then you know bad bunny is showing up like they want to keep it an attraction so they're gonna they're gonna try to get Kyrie Irving they're gonna get anybody they're gonna get Harrell. Yeah I, I agree with you in general John but I also I think more specifically to right now it's a lot of the LeBron James GM factor because I don't think the Lakers were like oh we need to go get Westbrook. This is the No that was good. I don't get that. We're like were they boys? Where did that come from? It's just the GM thinking like, oh, we need a third superstar. Like this is the formula I've used in yeah. the past, and Westbrook fits that bill. But he's just like, not. He didn't see what all of us could see that that there was no way that was ever going to work. He's like, I Russell's cool. He's good. He's uh, MVP <laughs> winner. I want him. And he's that's like what would happen. There's no way the Lakers are going to be like Trey Young. That's the answer. No, but LeBron might be like, no, yeah, I think. Not? I, I, I don't think they'll succumb to late, late, late GM this uh, time so around. I, I think, think they know. That. I think they will. And I think as much as that LeBron retirement BS was about him, it was also about telling the Lakers, like, we're, we're, we need to do yeah. something. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's go get Kyrie, I yeah. think is what it I is. I think that's what everybody – I bet you the Lakers would be down for that too. Well, here's the thing. Lost them much. They are going to get Kyrie Irving. I'll put that on wax. Remember, remember, like, remember years ago when I was – like no matter what, the Lakers will Damian get Damian Lillard to the Lakers. Yeah, I was I was really putting that out there. It, it did not get a lot of traction, <laughs> but um, they're gonna get Kyrie Irving because like a twelve year old who plays two K is currently running the Dallas Mavericks. Like they they will sell him for nothing. They won't even. They'll get him. Well, he's also a free agent too, so it's really easy for him to walk, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's probably gonna. I don't know. I think he has a like player option, or I think there's something there. I don't know exactly, but I'm sure if he wants to go there, He'll I wouldn't be surprised done. if he's like, I'm just gonna take like one thousand dollars to play there. Yeah, he doesn't even like money. He's 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 he's. I'm he done. Would, <laughs> he would he would go. He he would be the kind of guy, though, Kyrie, to like go on like the vet minimum option, play for like half the year, and like. They're like teetering at five hundred, and he spends like the whole time being like, "You guys, like the media is always just trying to call me a villain. Like I'm not playing for any money. Like I should be making more money." And it's like even though after he just and then that becomes a whole thing. And yeah, he's like the guy who donates to charity and tweets, "Guys, I donated to charity." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I go on? 
Can I go on one small tangent? Sure. That, 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 that we've ever stopped. Not that we've ever stopped each other yeah. during these you know, sessions. That Actually, I'm going to cut us off. I'm just going to stop the recording. <laughs> what, what is what does uh, Zoom say when you stop recording? Recording, recording stop. John, shut up. <laughs> oh, record. That'd be. I would be terrified. That's that's when AI has gone too far. But I, I feel like as a podcast, we didn't. No, we definitely did. We didn't come down hard enough on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. That was insane. That they just got like Kyrie's like I'm out, and then Durant as well. And Brooklyn's like I'm out too. And now like the Suns are committed to him, and he's old and broken. Like they are the two of them are the fucking worst. I. I hate, I hate those two players so much. Yeah, I really don't think the Suns are going to win shit. I See, think they're going to win the finals next year. This is this is where everybody starts to hate on like basketball, like podcast culture. Is it's just like it's the <laughs> NBA Western and Eastern Conference Finals, and we're just being like, I hate Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I hate Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't they bother me because like I we had to stick. We had to stick up for ourselves as New York fans for a long time. It's like, you guys are losers. You can't get superstars. And I am glad because they just, like, were like, no, these things aren't going our way. Like, Brooklyn's in And, like, yeah, like, things were not great. They really had no supporting cast. But they bitched out. And you can't – history will remember, the, like, this past tw- 10 to 15 years is like, yeah, it is a superstar, super team era. We, we have debated in dining halls bars apartments about who did a worse thing with lebron going to the heat durant to the warriors but those two guys leaving brooklyn is the worst move of any superstar in sports history it was ugly yeah they both suck and again yeah. i i i do not i do not think they will find success i've been again trying to make the theme of this postseason that Super teams are not it. I thought that the prophecy would be fulfilled in the Knicks. That will have to wait until next year. But that prophecy will be fulfilled with the Denver Nuggets. And I think the I think like you were we were we were getting at that that like maybe late GM will try to repeat getting someone like Westbrook, and it's going to continue to not work because you need depth because there is so much talent in this league that they are going to literally put a team in Vegas and Seattle. Like you could tell me that. The Wizards will have a breakout year next year, and I and I believe it. Like anything can happen in this league, and I think that is eh. the way of the dinosaur. Wizards? Eh. No, not like, go wake him up. Go go get the hen. Oh I, my god! I, I don't know if there's anything else important to talk <laughs> about. But what, we'll, what, uh, what a wonderful conference finals podcast! Yeah, this is just nonsense. We've had. Um, I, well, at least we, agree. Did, we had some real like. See, remember when I remember when I asked if it was okay if I could go on a tangent? Everyone's like, "Sure, by all means." <laughs> Every Someone episode is worse than the last at this yeah. point. We had some good uh, analysis about the Lakers a little bit for some time there, but the rest of the podcast was not. We said nothing of value about yeah. the Miami Heat or the Celtics. <laughs> so that being said, um, I think there's no point in us uh, recording again until that series is over. Ever. Yeah. If if it does go seven, <laughs> I'll probably maybe. Do, uh, actually, I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not even. <laughs> when when the series goes seven, maybe I'll record again. But I don't see us. Uh, maybe like Tuesday, Wednesday next week, we'll do a conference finals recap and then officially do a NBA finals preview. 
um, which is who knows what we're going to have. It could be the Celtics. It could be the Heat. Who knows? Not us. <laughs> It'll be something. We didn't have any. <laughs> what? It'll be one of those teams. We know yeah. that for sure. I guarantee you one of those teams will be playing the Nuggets. I promise. Guarantee. That is a guarantee. Um, and until then, you can follow us on at Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up to date with what we have coming out. And we will be back, like I said, probably like Tuesday, Wednesday, next week to break everything down. We'll see you guys then.